Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. The Parting Shots Podcast is brought to you by Trophy Case, the app created for athletes by athletes. Downloaded today, available for iOS and Android users in your app store. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Deasy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Now available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe today. We're back talking union hockey in the Parting Shots Podcast studio after a two-week hiatus. And there was some big news while union was off. Two players, sophomore forwards Lucas Bro and Sam Morton, decided to leave the program. Union beat writer Mike McGadden joins me to talk about this. Mike, welcome back. It's been a while. It's good to be back. Yeah, I we, almost forgot uh, we were doing this for a while there. <laughs> well, we had a little bit of snow, and you had a little bit of travel issues covering the Scottsville game. You made it back safely. Don't remind me. It was brutal. Let's leave it at that. I hated every minute of the four-hour drive. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm waiting for you to bash me about your Dolphins beating my Eagles. So. No, you can do that to yourself. I mean, feel free to just give any um, observations you might have had from that game. I particularly like the uh, touchdown. <laughs> Pass from the uh, punter to the kicker, which was a just glorious thing to behold. Okay, uh, let's get back to talking hockey here now. Uh, what do you make of uh, Burrow and uh, Morton uh, leaving the team? Um, it's a terrible uh, development for Union Hockey. It's a terrible look for them. Um, my sense is that Sam Morton was miffed because he got benched uh, for a game um, during a period when, when – Head coach Rick Bennett you used the word passengers after a particularly ugly loss um, and uh, benched a couple kids, Sam Morton being among them. Um, they weren't lighting the world on fire from a statistical standpoint, but a team that has scored a total of 14 goals in 14 games, and you can do the math uh, for me uh, figuring out what that average is out to, but um, they, this team can't afford to use any offense lose any sort of offensive players like this. So it hurts bad um, in the middle of the season. And, and I, you know, it's particularly painful be- for for Union Hockey because Rick Bennett said they, they've started to hit their stride a little bit. It hasn't shown up in the in the, their record so, you know, necessarily yet. But um, they're starting to play better. They're starting to do some of the things they need to do to win games. And then this happens. And it, just uh, this is the last thing this team needs. Yeah. I mean, if it's an injury, that's one thing, and and you know then you have to scramble and figure out how to replace somebody who gets hurt, you know, for a long term basis. But this is different. This is a kid. You know, these are kids that decided in the middle of the season we've had it, and you know whatever their gripe was, it can't be lack of playing time. They were in there in the lineup, you know, especially Morton who was centering, you know, the line with Anthony Rinaldi who was, you know, one of the could have been one of the more, you know, productive lines, you know, on their roster and suddenly he he bails. So just uh, it's like the season has been bad enough for this team, and then this happens. You're just like, well, what, you know, what else can happen? Um, well, the funny thing was, I mean, in Union's last game, the 2-1 overtime victory over Princeton on November 16th, Bro had an assist in the game, and Morton was on the ice for uh, Gabriel Seeger's game-winning goal. Well, it was the last game that they played yeah. it, yeah, and um, which just shows you that the potential of what these kids could have provided if they stuck it out for the season. So I, I go back to the thing where – this team can't afford to lose anybody. And, and again, statistically, you know, Bro only had two assists in 12 games. 
Uh, Morton had uh, two goals and assists in, in 13 games. You know, so again, they're not lighting it on fire, but you know, you're talking about a team that has co-leaders in sc- uh, goal scoring at three through 14 games. So they just can't afford to lose. Yeah. You know, and and puts you in a position where you're scrambling using players that you weren't using before. And I mean, I I think probably we'll see more of Matt Allen, a, a freshman who's only played in seven games this year. Um, you know, somebody like that's probably going to get more ice time and, and more just being in uniform more than he had. Yeah, been. that was one of my, my questions. We have, we'll hear from Union coach Rick Bennett along with uh, goalie Darian Hansen and defenseman Vascolius in a little bit. Um, yeah, but especially with Jack Adams still out, Parker Foof still out. And they all talked about you know, guys. I think Rick Bennett says some guys uh, were out probably jumping for joy the fact that uh, now they may have an opportunity to play. Well, that's the natural next step. It's the whole next man up mentality. Um, you know, they do have a ton of freshmen, as we've do- been well documented all season, and and these kids are going to get to play. Um, it's not, you know, and it's just forced out of necessity because of that, you know, the two losses in the roster. So, hey, it's a great opportunity. If you're a freshman on this team, you're going to get ice time. You can't ask for anything more than that. My blunt question to you, are they quitters? Are those two kids quitters? Yeah. I mean, from a technical definition of the term, yes. But, you know, not having spoken to them, you know, to be on the fair side, you know, we don't know exactly what their motivation. You know, I think, you know, it, it is a little telling that Morton got benched and, and for one game and he's a kid that's used to being in the lineup. And, and uh, you know, if you use the word quitter, it, technically it's true because they bailed on their team. Um but not having talked to them, you know, we, we I haven't spoken to them, so I don't know I don't know exactly what their reasons are. And of course, Rick isn't going to really get into that in detail. They're gone and they're moving forward. So, well, coming up, well, I get the thoughts of Union Men's Head Coach Rick Bennett and Co-Captains Darian Hanson and Vas Colius. You're listening to the Party Shots Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hi, this is Hunter Moffitt, founder and CEO of Trophy Case, the app created for athletes by athletes. Our app is a community connecting like-minded athletes, families, and sports affiliates for their specific needs. Positive form of social media designed for long-term success. We have a template for users to easily curate, track, record, and grow their statistics and social multimedia content in one digital profile. Create, connect, and promote your brand. Think Instagram for athletes. Notable Trophy Case team members include Ron Jaworski, former NFL quarterback and founder of Jaws Youth Playbook, who says, Throughout my success in the sports world, I believe Trophy Case can bring value to many different levels of athletes and unrepresented sports. This platform will level the playing field for athletes at the beginning of their career with technology for generations to come. You can download the Trophy Case app and the Apple Store and Google Play. Send us your feedback. Trophy Case, the app created for athletes by athletes. Get it today. Back on the Parting Shots podcast, along with Mike McAdam, I'm Ken Schatz. Union coach Rick Bennett and the team's co-captains, junior goalie Darian Hansen and senior defenseman Vas Colius, met the media on Wednesday. Here's what they had to say, starting with Rick Bennett. First game back uh, without Roll and uh, Morton. Is it still kind of a shock that you know, they, they left the team? It's too bad, but we've uh, moved on. Players have been excellent. Um, no one's lost uh, any sleep. Did it shock you, though? Yeah, I would say it was, uh, you know, a bit of a shock. But it's just, again, 
it's just one of those things that's very unfortunate. Um, and we just, like I said, we just moved on. You they know, gave you a reason. Yeah, but that's gonna that that's gonna stay between me and them. You, know? you, feel, you feel like they quit? No, no. Um, it, it happens. But you guys are in this business. Pick up the transa uh, transactions, and uh, you know, in the papers, which I do. And it's across. It's more you see across college football, college basketball. You don't see college hockey in there much outside maybe a USHO report or something like that. And it happens a ton now, and it's happening more and more and more. We have a portal now, you know, and you know, it's it's like I said, it's really unfortunate. I never want to see a player leave leave this program, but in today's day, it is happening more and more and more. And again, it's just something that we're going to have to live with and learn. I have to figure out how to fill those holes. Oh yes, yeah, we're. I guess you're gonna have to wait till Friday night, but. You know, there's there's guys in that locker room when it happened are probably ju jumping up and down because it's just more opportunity for them, and that's just how they have to look at it. How much is your situation at a disadvantage because of the portal system? You don't have post grads. You're not getting a lot. Maybe kids are leaving, but you're not able to get them in the way others do. Well, I give our oh, our athletic director Jim McLaughlin our admissions a lot of credit. You know, we have Drew Drew Blackman here from, uh, you know, basically what happened this summer to us. So um, uh, we, we do have some, you know, I guess some, you know, leeway, I would say. And the school really worked with us. So we're now we have Drew Blackman in our program through the portal. So we're very fortunate there. And, you know, I just commend Union College for allowing us to do that. you anticipate Jack Adams or Flynn returning anytime soon? You know, as far as anytime soon, I'm not sure what that can mean. Next week it could be two weeks. Uh, I, I think I, this season. This season, I, I'll, I'll answer that. Yes, this season I do see them both back, but I can't tell you what what time frame. Is Jack on skates yet? Because I think it, this is about the time of year where he was predicting you'd be able to get on the ice at least. From our conversation yesterday, he has not been on the ice. Could they register? I'm sure he could, but uh, he just—he just—he just wouldn't have a grad season here. But Jack has indicated to us that, you know what, he wants to see if he can make it back. Hopefully, that's maybe February. We're hoping finish off his junior year and then come back for his senior year. Okay, Brown's coming in this uh, Friday night. You guys had trouble against him last year. <laughs> no getting around that. What do you have to do to, to, to turn the tide against? Them? Well, it's a different team. Uh, last year we didn't beat RPI. This year we did with this group. So you know what? It's a short-term uh, memory, and hopefully with a little bit of long-term memory. And the fact that uh, I think these guys are going to know what we did against Brown last year, and hopefully this group goes out and kind of does what last year's group didn't. Has it been good, do you think, to get away a little bit? You, know, you guys haven't played in for three weeks. Is that good, the way things have gone, just for the psyche? I like the fact that it was good just we played so much and you can start to see the guys get a little tired, but we were also playing our best hockey at that time. And you kind of, it kind of stinks to not play, but these guys got a lot of rest. They, they took care of what, you know, what was important was schoolwork first. Now, now we're in, it's hockey time. And you can see they're out there enjoying it. They're 
you know, they're the, they, they have a time to spend a little more on the game. Uh, it was the first time, basically, at Thanksgiving time, they were given two days off. So they had a lot of time to spend with family, too, which was nice. So now, um, just getting back, I just think we're going to have to get through, you know, the first period, try to get the cobwebs out and basically get, get used to getting hit and, <laughs> and playing hockey. So it's going to be a bit, but I, I mean, I, I kind of like where we're going. What kind of thing specifically did you see that well, just I can only speak off uh, the last last weekend. It's just we were, you know, we had a little more attention to detail as far as defensively. Um, the game-winning goal at Princeton was a 200-foot goal, which I haven't seen in a bit, which was really nice to see. And Anthony Rinaldi did a did a heck of a job taking that puck wide and took it right to the net. And Gabriel Seeger stopped at the net, which which is encouraged, and scored a you know a pack of Wolves game-winning goal for us. So those to me are, are, are signs that these guys are start, starting to get it. Now we got to switch the mindset and get, get back to that. Next up is Darian Hansen. Do you think it's been good that you've had some time off? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, for us, I think a lot of the guys here, it's the first Thanksgiving and many of us have had off in seven or eight years or whatever it's been. So, I mean, we're thankful for that. But hockey-wise, too, like it's... You know, we, we had a lot of games in uh, seven weeks, and you know, some guys are a bit banged up, and the extra three weeks, it get, you know, gives us some time to heal and, uh, you know, just get back on the ice and work on some things. So I think it'll be good. You guys uh, got the news shortly after the Princeton game that uh, Briol and Morton decided to mm-hmm. lead the team. How shocking is it, and why do you think they decided to move on? Um, obviously, we're really shocked. It sucks for us, you know. Those are two kids that we've been spent every day with the last two years. Um, you know, I can't say too much about why they've done it. You know, for them, that's their decision, and I can't judge them for doing what they think is the best for their careers. And uh, we wish them nothing but the best. You think they quit on you? Do you think they quit on you? No, I don't think they quit. I mean, like I said, it's just you know, if you're if they're unhappy and they think they have to go somewhere else, then we respect them for that. You know, they're our brothers, and you know, we wish them nothing but the best. What door does this open for other people to get iced on? Well, obviously, it does. When you got two new forward spots, and there's going to be you know guys and uh, two new power play positions, and um, you know I'm excited to see how, uh, how they do with it. So but it, it doesn't look good. Uh no, I, I mean I don't think it is, but I mean we're not really focused on that. You know, we're we're focused on winning games here. The guys that are here every day working working their butts off and uh, that's all we're gonna focus on. The ironic thing is that's really how challenging is it to fill those two spots though? Um, I mean not very. We've had we've got or, um, excuse me, we have guys out of the lineup every night and you know now it's the door's open for them, so um, now it's up to them to, you know, take advantage of their opportunity. The ironic thing is, though, you know, Warren was on the ice for the game-winning goal against Princeton and mm-hmm. had an assist. So, I mean, it just seems the timing just seems kind of weird. Yeah, it does. It was a shock to us too. And like I said, there's probably a lot more things going on behind the scenes than we than we knew about. So, and like I said, it's I can't I can't be upset for them for that. It's you know their lives and their decisions. So. Putting that behind you, how do you guys? move on to this weekend with the matchup that you guys have. We've already put that behind us. We put that behind us after the first day. You know, we talked about it and I thought we got closer as a team because of it. And we, it's, every day we come here and we, we focus on the uh, games that we have in this upcoming weekend. So I'm not worried about that. Well, Brown's been a team that has given you, gave you fits yeah, last year. Yeah. 
what do you got to do to get over that? <laughs> to go out there and we have to win, I guess. What do you do? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. It's, it's nothing changes, you know. We just the last year going into those Brown games, I don't think you know. I should say I think we were heavily favored in those games, and I thought we took them lightly. And I, you know, this year we're not heavily favored, so I, we can't take them lightly. We can't take any team lightly, and so we gotta go. We just gotta work hard this week in practice, and then hopefully the result will take care of itself. What, uh, how much do you look forward to this type of time of the year when you get off from school and you get finals are behind you now and now it's just hockey for the next month? Oh, it's so nice. It, you know, like for all of us, I've been personally like I've been do, getting to do things that I haven't been able to during the term, like rest and clean the house and play video games with my brothers. And so it's nice to get back away from school. But you know, we're still here a lot of hours of the day. So um, it, it makes it easier though. You know, it's when all your focus can just go right onto the ice. So hopefully. Uh, I think these other other guys are still in school, right? Maybe it can be an advantage for us. Who knows? How long did it take to clean the house? <laughs> oh, you, I, I, I got the I got the music going last night. It took me about two and a half hours. Brandon Estes didn't help one bit. You can put that in the paper. Yeah, going. <laughs> okay. Did you clean the house? Is it just like picking up some stuff? Oh God, no! It's uh, everything. I'm deep cleaning. I'm scrubbing the showers, the toilets. You name it. Like I said, Brandon didn't help for one second. <laughs> Finally, Vascolius. Been a while since we've seen you guys. I mean, how have you kind of used this time off in between games to get ready here? Oh, we've all been working hard. You know, working on little things. Yeah, having some fun, right? Uh, we're excited. No, we're excited to get back into it, to be honest. So, um, but yeah, we've been working hard this whole entire break. Um, working on small things, big things, systems, shoring up a lot of things. It's been good for us, uh, and uh, you know we're excited to get back into it, obviously. Well, you guys had the departure of uh, Briel and Morton shortly after the Princeton game. What was the reaction in the locker room about it, and uh, why did they decide to uh, leave the team? I mean, obviously we're going to miss them. Um, why they left, um, I'm sure that's something that you could ask them. I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to it, guys got to do what they feel is best for them, and uh, I can respect that. Um, so we obviously wish them nothing but the best. They were great teammates and great guys. So, uh, in, like I said, moving forward, we wish them nothing but the best. How talented is it to fill those holes? Um, you know, we'll do what we can. And, um, I, you know, I trust the group we have in there. And we're going to keep battling, keep pushing, and that's all we can do. So, um, like I said, we trust the group we have in there, and that's, uh, and that's what we're going to be going to battle with. I talked to Rick when, when the news first came out, and he said it's too bad, too, because we're playing better now. A, do you agree that, that you guys are playing better now? And B, how much does that set, set that back and not have us too Oh, I think we are playing a lot better now. I think we're starting to find a stride here with this team. Uh, I think we're finally settling into an identity, which is huge. Um, in terms of setting us back, you know, next man up. You know, that's, that's the way we see it. Uh, whoever's next up, and let's just keep going to battle, keep going to war, and keep fighting for each other. That's, that's how we see it. The way the season has gone so far, which hasn't been the way you guys wanted to, that you have two guys quit, leave, something might say, boy, that team's a mess over there. What would you tell them? Oh, I would say everyone has their adversity in a year. Everybody has their ups and downs. So the first half of the season was a little ugly, and so it was capped off with something that was a little bit uglier. Doesn't mean that, and for me, I don't think it's indicative of what we have in the room. I don't think it's indicative of who we are as a group. Uh, you know, you can walk in that locker room at any given time, and it's nothing but the friendliest, nicest, hardest working dude you're ever going to meet. And I think that says something. So, uh, yeah, obviously we've had our adversity. There's no shying away from that. I can't sit here and lie to you and tell you we haven't had our adversity. You know our record. You've seen what has happened. We've lost two guys here. But 
I would I would say we're the furthest thing from a mess. I think we're actually starting to get in the right direction, and we're pretty excited about it. Well, the ironic thing is, though, Real gets an assist in that Princeton game, and Horton's on the ice for the game-winning goal. So if you think, you know, you're going to feel good going to the break, and then, then they decide to throw this on you. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's like I said, players are going to do what they feel is best for them. Uh, you're right, yes, they were on the ice, they had an assist, but, you know, they, they thought it was the best move for them moving forward, and that's, uh, that's their call. Mike, uh, what did you take away from the trio's comments? Um, well, you know, they're, they're supportive of the kids who left, and at the same time, you know, they're, they're kind of the universal theme, as we've already mentioned, is next man up, so it's going to give an opportunity to a lot of kids. One thing I, w I will mention, I, having talked to Anthony Rinaldi about something else, is um, the game-winning goal in overtime, score, it was a nice play by him and, and Gabriel Seeger, another one of those freshmen who is now centering the line with Rinaldi in place of Morton. And it, as Rick Bennett said, it was a 200-foot play um, in overtime where they chipped the puck out of the, off the goal line and, and Rinaldi saw an opportunity to use his speed to get up ice, burn the defenseman, crash the net, which would have been good by itself, but Seeger read the play, as Rinaldi pointed out, and followed the play and stopped and just put on the brakes in front of the net and got one of those pack of wolves goals that Rick Bennett loves and preaches where he's just opportunistically there to bang in a rebound. Um, so, um, you know, they said what they have to say because, you know, what are they going to do? They're, they're not going to rip their guys. I'm sure they're probably still, you know, communicating with those kids and, and it doesn't do them any good to, like, get negative about it and f for a variety of reasons, not the least of which that – this is the hand you're dealt. You gotta work with it somehow. So they're they're moving. You know, the, the common theme was they're moving forward, trying to keep it positive. Well, coming up, we'll talk about a special event coming up on Tuesday at Messer Rink. You're listening to the Party Shots podcast, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hey, pro football fans! It's time again to match which with other pro football fans and win a prize by playing the Daily Gazette's You Pick 'Em Football Game. Sponsored by River Sportsbook. To play, go to dailygazette.com slash football and make your picks before the first game kicks off each week. If you have the most weekly points, you earn a $100 gift card to ShopRite. Play every week and you can win the grand prize of $1,000. Play the Daily Gazette's You Pick em Football game. Sponsored by River Sportsbook at dailygazette.com slash football. Back on the Party Shots podcast, there's a special hockey event coming up Tuesday in Messerink, and Mike has the details. Yes, there's an organization called the Stride Adaptive Sports, and they have a, a sled hockey team called the Sled Warriors, and uh, two players at Union, Anthony Rodaldi from the men's team and Cheyenne Harris from the women's team, interned with uh, Stride last winter and came up with the idea, along with some other people, to challenge the sled warriors to sled hockey at uh, 545 to 7 p.m. If you're not doing anything on uh, Tuesday evening, stop by Messer Rink. There's going to be a, a scrimmage between the union players and the sled warriors. And as uh, uh, you know, I, I don't believe any of these kids have ever been in one of these adaptive sleds, which is people with you know lower extremity disability to play hockey. And... Uh, as Cheyenne Harris said, uh, they fully expect to get their, quote, butt, ki butt kicked. So um, it would be a pretty cool little thing. It's a free event. 
they'll be soliciting donations to help this great organization. I guess there's going to be pizza there. And, and uh, so 5.45 to 7 p.m. Mess at Rink next Tuesday if you're, if you're looking for something fun to watch and, and help a good cause. Um, yeah, be at Mess at Rink. Yeah, you talked to Cheyenne Harrison and your comments about that. Can you tell us a little bit about the sled hockey um venture that you're doing next week you know what that will entail yeah um so we worked with stride before last spring um we did like a spring fling kind of prom dance and that was really fun it was just all of their athletes um megan evans their coordinator over there and i have been in contact for a while um and she's always wanted us to get involved in the sled hockey team but it's been quite hard because it's on sundays it's our day off and all that kind of stuff so um she reached out thought it would be a fun idea and we had the ice in so we figured we'd bring them out have a good time. I think it's going to be interesting having us be on the sleds versus, you know, other the people who are actually on them all the time. Um, so I think it'll be really fun. Um, it's just going to be a quick scrimmage. I think they have 12 sleds, so they're only going to be a limited number of us actually on the sleds, and then the rest of us will be volunteering. But just a quick scrimmage. I think we'll have some pizza after, and then just get to know the athletes and from both sides. Have you, so you haven't tried it yet? No. <laughs> what do you anticipate? That's I anticipate that we are going to get our butts kicked. <laughs> that's what I think is going to happen. Um, but I think it will be a good experience for us understanding um, adaptive sports and, and actually how hard it is. Um, I think it will be a kind of wake-up call for us able-bodied athletes and also uh, gain an understanding and a respect for the things that they do. Yeah, I was going to kind of ask you about that. I mean, is it easy to take for granted the fact that you can – do everything you want to do, and whereas there's a lot of people out there that can't. Yeah, I think I think being an able-bodied athlete, we take it for granted all the time, and I also think being the one percenters of you know being able to play Division One hockey and stuff like that, we take that for granted a lot as well. So I think this will be a good opportunity for my team and the men's team as well to take a step back and be like, we we should be grateful for the opportunities that we have. Coming up, Mike and I will preview the Brown Yale weekend at Messerink. We'll open up the Union Mailbag and wrap up the podcast. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hi, this is Union College football coach Jeff Behrman. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette, Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Back on the Putting Shots podcast, I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott, along with Union beat writer Mike McGadden. And Mike, it's time to open up the Union mailbag. All right. Um, Peter Grux uh, writes on the Union College Hockey Fans uh, page where I posted uh, a chance for people to, to comment. He says, what's up with this new goalie commit? And we're talking about uh, Josh, Josh Graziano, who's going to be coming uh, to the Touchman in January, winter 2020. Um uh, is he's joining? Is he asking if he's joining the team now or next fall? He's going to be joining in uh, in winter twenty twenty, as I said. Uh, as one of the other goalies, uh, Nieto, yeah, Garrett Nieto, yeah. Garrett Nieto, injured or transferring? They have a prep school committed for the fall. What is the plan? I think Nieto's uh, he's is, been hurt. Yeah, Nieto's been hurt all season. I, I saw him on the exercise bike at practice like a month or so ago. So you know this could be a hus- hustle up this kid be- in light of the fact that maybe they don't expect uh, you know their third goalie to um, to be in the lineup or to be in uniform anytime soon. So um, that, that seems like the common sense um, you know logical uh, uh, reasoning behind uh, you know hustling this kid into the picture. Yeah, just uh, looking at the press release from. Uh... Uh, the team, uh, Graziano, was a draft pick, first draft pick of the New Mexico Ice Wolves of the North American Hockey League, um, second pick overall. 
Uh, he's played 17 games for the team, recorded his, the first win in the team's history, and picked up his first uh, shutout after stopping 50 shots. So uh, he's probably just more – he's from Buffalo. Um, well, yeah, and I was thinking that we have to check in with our guy Ryan Sidorsky, uh, sophomore defenseman for Union, because he's from Williamsville, so he, he might have a little bit of a read on uh, this kid, or he may even know him uh, in some capacity, both being from Buffalo. Okay. Well, Peter, thanks for uh, checking in with the question. And if you'd like to ask a question or have a comment, you can uh, email the, them to me at shot – that's S-C-H-O-T-T at DailyGazette.com. Well, Brown's coming in Friday night, and we know what happened last year with Union and Brown. Three times they played, and Brown won all three games. I think the big one was, I think, the night they lost in the Three Rivers Classic uh, after beating number one ranked St. Cloud, and that just you know showed once again how inconsistent the team was last year. But Brown has always been a thorn in Union's side over the years. It just seems like, Brown is the type of team that lulls you to sleep, and they take advantage of it. And they were such a thorn in the side of Union last year, probably the main culprit in illustrating how inconsistent Union was last year. As you mentioned already, St. Cloud, you know, they're riding the high of, of beating them. You figure, well, you know, they're going to, you know, clobber Brown pretty good, and, and no, that didn't happen. Um, one thing that's kind of interesting about this weekend is the four teams, you know, the, the, the two travel partners, Brown and Yale, coming to play against Union and RPI. You're talking about four teams with a combined, uh, let's count, 13 total wins this year. <laughs> and we're well into December. So I, I guess somebody's got to win these games this weekend, but maybe not necessarily. No, we had ties. We had right. some tough ties. Right. So. <laughs> right. Nah, not necessarily. So um, it was going to be kind of. Interesting to see how that shakes out because they're they're all in similar positions in the standings, kind of scratching at some, trying to scratch out some points and and maybe get their head above water a little bit. Yeah, these are the last league games before the end of the year. Uh, so I think to me, I mean, I think if Union gets two wins, they're gonna feel good about themselves. Yeah, once they get back to league play, I know they have uh, at least three more games. Uh, before league play, they got the uh, Merrimack game next Friday, and then the Catamount tournament, which is the the uh, Union coaches reunion two weekend uh, with uh, Kevin Snedden at Vermont and uh, Nate Lehman at Providence. So, uh, to me, I, I mean Union, I think the, the players realize what happened last year, and I think uh, obviously they're going to be rusty having not played in two weeks. That that may be a factor early on in the first period, but I think uh, if the Dutchmen realize what they, you know how. You know how much they lost last year with losing those three games of Brown. Uh, maybe they get get some kick started. Yeah, and and if what Rick Bennett said about them, they're actually imp- have improved and are playing better. This is the perfect weekend for that to to happen and and manifest itself because besides the point, like you mentioned, you know you you kind of get away from league play once it charges up again. Um, you know, uh, in full force. You're going to want all the points you can get. This is your last kind of last chance for gas before that little bit of break from from conference play. But also, more importantly, um, just if they are playing better, they they need to kind of maintain that a little bit and, and show it and have a good feeling going into you know you know the non-conference stuff that that they have to you know clear off their schedule and then uh, get back into the conference. Um, I you know it's kind of I hate to like say that it's a pivotal weekend this early in the season, but for you know where they are in the standings um, and the opponents that they're facing. You know, you, as they've said repeatedly over the last month or two. You know, we can't overlook anybody. Um, we're not in a position to take anybody lightly, of course. And uh, but this weekend looks kind of ripe for opportunity, and and they need really need to 
to grab it, or it's it's going to be a step backwards. Yeah, yeah we'll see what happens this weekend. So uh, Mike will be covering the games for us on Daily Gazette, Daily Gazette, and uh, you can follow him at Mike underscore McAdam. Uh, you can look for my weekly ACC hockey uh, faceoff selection at dailygazette.com slash sports slash parting shots. You can participate in the faceoff selections by emailing your picks to me at shot at dailygazette.com. Now, one thing I would like our listeners to participate in, you know, we're closing in on not only the end of 2019, but the end of the decade. It's just hard, hard to believe. It seems like we're end of the decade. It goes by one fast when you're having fun. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so what we're looking for is uh, your, what were your five uh, top five moments of the 2010s for Union Hockey. Um, you can send your you know, thoughts and picks to me at shot at dailygazette.com. We, uh, we'd like to do something, a special podcast in a couple weeks to talk about um, the decade that was the 2010s in Union Hockey. And that was obviously a special time with Union winning a national championship, getting another Frozen Four. Uh, so uh, plenty to talk about. So uh, please, uh, we'd like you to participate so um, you send your picks and your your top five moments in Union College. I think we know what the number one was going to be. So um. <laughs> uh, I think it was winning the the friendship four in Northern. No, no, yes, 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 you're right. That's right. That was. <laughs> well, that wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast. My thanks to Mike McGannon for coming on, and we'll be back next week with another edition of the podcast. Mike, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Good to be back, everybody. The Parting Shots podcast is brought to you by Trophy Case. The app created for athletes by athletes. Download it today. Available for iOS and Android users in your app store. The Parting Shots podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe today. You can follow us on social media. I'm at Slapshots on Twitter and Instagram. And as I said, Mike is on Twitter at Mike underscore McAdam. The views expressed in the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. For Mike McAdam, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hockey.